Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 25th day of June. Thanks for joining me on this Saturday. It is the day between our monthly meetings, one in Chapin, South Carolina. We held that last night, and then tomorrow afternoon, Flowery Branch, Georgia, we meet with our Flowery Branch group, same group we meet with every week on Tuesdays. We have one Sunday afternoon every month, and that's tomorrow. And if you are in the Flowery Branch area, that's north of Atlanta, come see us. We'd love to be with you. We have people that pass through and join us, and we always have a great time together. And with our visitors, we take communion each month, and we just see what the Father does. It's always a wonderful time. Well, every Saturday, I tell you what is coming up on Sunday. And this particular week, we return to videos. I have a set of sermons that are audio only. I've been breaking those up every week so that we're not doing week after week of audio only. And so we move away from our recent trip um, to Floyd's Knobs, Indiana. And instead, I bring you a video. This was from my... Pentecost Sunday trip to Westminster, South Carolina. I ministered at the Tabernacle of Hope for my good friend Jamie Groover. By the way, I will be at the Tabernacle of Hope doing another set of weekend sermons. They want me to come in uh, for this season. We're going to try to do once a quarter in South Carolina. And so I will be there on the 29th, 30th, and 31st of July. July 29, 30, 31, Westminster, South Carolina, website, or I'm sorry, address on our website, easy to find, paulwhiteministries.com slash schedule. Come see us if you are in that area, and uh, of course, we'll record those encounters. That's coming up. But the message for tomorrow comes from our last trip there in June. We preached on Pentecost Sunday. The sermon is titled, The Reason for Pentecost, and I had a lot of fun working this sermon up because there's a lot to say about Pentecost. It's like talking about the resurrection or the cross. And so trying to hone it down into really what is it we want to say in a short window. And I think we accomplished it fairly well. There was a follow-up to this idea. If you've been tracking with us on our weekly sermons or you listen every midweek sermon, two nights after this on the 7th of June... We did our Tuesday night meeting in Georgia, and we did a sermon called The Church Transformed by Pentecost. That aired on the 8th of June. Well, that sermon was really a follow-up to this sermon. Not that they're part one and part two, but my mind was on the reason for Pentecost. Then I rolled right into Transformed by Pentecost. You put them both together, you get a pretty good look at what Pentecost is about and the Pentecost experience. This message is based in Matthew 3 where John the Baptist prophesies of the one who's coming whose fan is in his hand. We take you to Malachi to show you where John got that idea. And then we go to Mark 9 to show you that there is a fire that burns and that that is part of our experience. What does that mean? What does that not mean? The reason for Pentecost. Here's a little inside baseball. You you don't get this anywhere but on the podcast. And that is always give you a little insight into what's happening behind the scenes. I forgot to turn on my lapel mic until right before I read the first scripture. I go out from the pulpit and I talk to the audience for 10 minutes, 11 minutes, introing the message, telling them what Pentecost is, setting them up for Matthew 3. And as I'm turning to go back to the pulpit, I realize I never turned my mic on. 
So before we read the text, I turn the microphone on. That means the first 11 minutes or so of the video and the audio tomorrow is camera, microphone only. The camera's at the back of the sanctuary, which means it has some ambient sound. Right as we start to read the text, we switch over to lapel mic. The sound quality gets great. I'm just giving you a little inside scoop. Nobody else will know what, why it happened that way, but my podcast listeners will. So when you listen or watch it, that's what you're going to get is a change in volume that goes from okay to really good at about the 1130 mark, 12 minutes, somewhere in there. Okay. It's called The Reason for Pentecost. Check it out. I think you will enjoy it. All right. I, all I want to say today, don't have a ton of time left. I want to read for you two verses. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Within context of this chapter, Paul is still talking about those who are trying to present a message in which they get they in which they teach that it is godly to be wealthy or that with wealth comes this level of godliness and Paul fights back against it. The most famous fight back against it is that 10th verse where the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. For a long time, and I think it probably had to do with the old King James translation, I would say the love of money is the root of all evil. But it's really closer in the Greek to the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It's not the root. There's not just a singular root to all kinds of evil, but there is, there is a system of roots to all kinds of evil. And if the love of money is a root to all kinds of evil, may that be distinct from money. Money is not the root of all kinds of evil, but the love of that money is a root of all kinds of evil. And the question then is why? Is love of money a root of all kinds of evil? Because it seems that our desire to acquire causes us to lower our standards in other areas so that we can acquire. And if acquiring equals godly, then we promote lowering our standards in order to acquire So if acquiring equals godly, then how you acquire is less important than the acquisition itself. This makes the love of money a root, not the root, but a root of all kinds of evil. Because if you love getting and you love gain and you've already been taught that winners gain and losers don't, then you will join the side of the gain and call yourself a winner no matter the methods it takes to get there. And this has caused untold grief for 2,000 years in the church of people who align themselves with an idea that if you have, you're a winner, and if you're getting, then you're in favor, and that getting is what it's all about. Therefore, get even if you have to step on some people or lower your standards or cut corners, or whatever you must do, because in the end, it's important that we're successful because success will sell way better than poverty. And that has filtrated itself into much of our thinking and caused us to believe the lie and I think be damned in these areas. The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Why? 
because some strayed from the faith in their greed and they pierced themselves through with many sorrows. What does that look like in our world? I think we've at least tapped into that mentality in this podcast, and maybe that's something for us to think over. We're going to talk good confession in the next couple of days. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.